You're listening to the Journey to Launch podcast, an updated conversation with Carmen Perez on losing her income, but how she's still staying positive and seeing the opportunities in the obstacles. T minus 10 seconds. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 journeyers. Okay, so I just had to bring you another bonus episode this week. So I've been doing these for episodes that I recorded with guests in the past before the pandemic hit, before this craziness, because I wanted updated conversations. So this week on the podcast, I had Carmen Perez come on. She was on episode 152. So that's the episode right before this one. And you can either listen to that one first or this one. It really doesn't matter. But when I spoke to Carmen a few months ago, it was before everything happened, before the pandemic, before the coronavirus and her job situation, her income was completely different at that time. And while Everything she shared was completely and still relevant. I thought it was important to bring her back on the show so that she can give us an update because her life has changed so much. She's been directly impacted income-wise by everything that's been happening. So her giving us real-time updates on how she's been dealing with it, how she's been reframing you know, her current situation and turning it into an opportunity. I wanted you to hear that from her in the hopes that it can also help inspire you and keep you going. So this is episode number 153. If you want the episode show notes, go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 153. And if you hear something that you like that stands out, don't forget you can always tag me on social media. I always love when I see you posting the podcast and what you loved about it on social media. So tag me at journey to launch and Carmen's Instagram and social media is at make real sense. So tag both of us, take a screenshot, show us that you're listening. And also if you want to get the jumpstart guide, so I created this jumpstart guide for anyone. If you are an OG listener or you're just new to the podcast for you to help you with your financial freedom journey, it's completely free and you get lots of good tips, information, and the best episodes you can start listening to text Launch to 33777 to get the guide right now. Now, without further ado, let's hop into this conversation with Carmen. Okay, so I just had to have Carmen back on the podcast. Carmen, hi, Carmen. Hey, everyone. So if you are up to date on Journey to Launch podcast episodes, then you may have heard Carmen on this week of the podcast already. She's on episode 152. And we recorded that conversation, um, I don't know, a while ago, right? Um, But things have changed a lot for everyone and especially just you, your situation since we recorded the episode. I mean, part of your main thing, and I want you to kind of talk about it just in case there are people who did not get a chance to listen to that episode first and maybe they're listening to this one about um, like what you were able to do because part of what I loved about your story, what I still love about your story is the fact that you pivoted from like this corporate career into coding. Like, you know, you went to coding boot camp and you really pivoted and did something I think amazing because so many people have dreams of following like just their heart and what they really want to do. And you did that. But since we recorded that conversation, a lot has changed for you. Um, 
for your employment wise and financially. And so I want to talk about all that because I know people listening, watching um, this right now are just like, yeah, that's happening to me. And I want to hear from someone who's going through it and how they're getting through it. So just again, welcome to the podcast, Carmen. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Okay. So can you just give us a quick kind of background on your story? If you can like distill it down into like a couple minutes of like where you came from before you started coding and what you're able to do financially. I will give this short, quick, and dirty 60-second version of that. So quickly, I had terrible credit. Um, just I got sued for my student loans back in 2016. Uh, I didn't have any money saved. I started on this financial journey to become debt-free, uh, started budgeting, paying down debt, um, and that led me to being able to be debt-free um, by 2018. So I was able to pay off $57,000 worth of debt in two years and nine months. I was working in finance during that time, making really good money. Um, and then after I, all of my debt was cleared out, I said, hey, now I can pivot. I can get out of this industry. Um, I love personal finance, but working in the finance industry can be very taxing. So I was looking for other avenues, other things that really sparked my interest, things that I wanted to do. And coding definitely seemed like one of them. So my next goal after becoming debt-free and just putting all that terrible stuff behind me, uh, girl, my credit came went up. Everything went up. We were able to buy a home, all this stuff, right? So we started saving. Well, I started saving towards uh, being able to basically like quit my job fund um, so I could pursue this coding career, which I thought um, and still think is a very viable industry, especially just tech, the tech field period. That's where everything is moving towards. Um, so I saw the writing on the wall and wanted to just dive in deep into the deep end uh, into tech. So I made that transition from finance um, paying off all that debt, saving a bunch of money over the course of a year to be able to quit my job, quit my job last year in September of 2019. Um, and mind you a year before that I had written it down on paper that I wanted to quit my job by 2019 and that happened. Yeah. (laughs) Um, then I went into coding. I went to a coding boot camp. That was three months of intensive, uh, coding nonstop over 40 hours every week coding, 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 learning a full front-end kind of web stack, being a, becoming a full-stack developer. After that process was done, I graduated in December of 2019 and landed a job before I had graduated with a, a tech startup um, and started working for them. That leads us to present day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by the way, everyone, if you really want to hear the background to Carmen's story, like she just went through a lot in the last couple minutes, but all real great um, points and like, valleys and highs like about her story you can hear the previous episode um episode 152 um so journey to slash episode 152 if you have not heard that yet okay so now that brings us to today so since all that since we recorded our conversation you know we had the coronavirus um pandemic uh, everything you know that's happened you know we haven't t- officially hit a recession or anything but stock market has gone crazy, you know, lots of um, runs, lots of declines, and your job situation has changed immensely. So let's talk about where you are currently. Yes. So my company, again, it was a tech startup, a really cool company that supported the production um, industry as far as, uh, as far as film is concerned, like film, TV, any of that. So basically what uh, my company does is we create, we created this app basically as a job platform for anyone that's on the production crew side of these film, these large films, right? 
well, what's shut down the entire economy, including filming any movies? Hollywood has really gotten hit by this um, outside of all of the stuff that they can put on reruns and all that jazz. But this industry has really, really gotten hit. We can't, you know, have any productions going on. People can't go to set. There's you can't have extras in these large groups, obviously. Um, so that's really affected the app that we are trying to build out to be able to get people to work. Um, so March 20th was the last day that I've actually worked. Uh, we got a call from our CEO saying we ran out of money. Um, that was it. (laughs) Right. And so it changed quickly and it's kind of just, I mean, no one could have predicted like how fast and how many and how everyone would be impacted. Like every industry, like no matter where you work, where you are in the world, like you are being impacted by what's going on. And so um, I want to hear from you, like how you've handled it. Right. So you have not gotten paid since March 20th. Yeah. 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 And how have you financially, like how you prepared or, or have been withstanding what's been going on? Cause you still got bills to pay. You have a mortgage yeah. now, right? Yeah. You, you, you and your wife, like, how is that working? Like, how are you able to navigate this right now? Yeah. So it's been, it's been challenging, like to be straight up. Um, I think like the first couple of weeks, it was tough because, I'm going from a very stable industry and get it. Granted, tech is a very stable industry. And I think that anybody that wants to go into a coding boot camp or get a CS degree, it's going to pay off astronomically. It's a great investment. Um, and I, I still think that. But, you know, I'm going from this finance position where I was making good money and it was stable and I had good health care and all that stuff to jumping ship and going into coding. And the first couple of weeks of like not having, are getting paid or not working. I'm like, did I make the right, did I make the right decision? Did I do this at the wrong time? Like me and my wife had just purchased a car in cash, $12,000. And now look, I'm like out of work. And I obviously am part of the income that comes into this household. So it, I was in a funk for the first couple of weeks just because it seemed like, well, did I make a mistake? I'm too junior in this. So it's been tough to like try to apply for jobs and get jobs because the first tech job is just, it's, it's a, like an industry, no industry secret here that it's hard to land your first tech job. And once you get your foot through the door, you're fine. Um, But it's tough. And here I am three months into a job and then don't have it anymore. And now I'm trying to apply to other companies and they're like, well, what is going on? She's only been here for three months. Right. Um, so it's been like the, the first couple of weeks, it was very challenging. It was tough. It was dealing with that. Like, well, did we make a mistake with paying cash for a car when we didn't see this? And no one saw this coming. My boss or who owned the company didn't. No one saw this company. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming. Um, so the, my headspace was a little tough. The, the first couple of weeks, I was a hot mess. It was just kind of in and out. I think a lot of people were. And then I finally found a groove where I was just getting my mental head headspace like back together as far as like you didn't make a mistake you signed up for this it's a great industry to be in you can utilize this to this time to like hone in on your craft really start understanding some of these um harder technical problems that you will face down the road as far as trying to get into these bigger companies like a facebook or a google so i took the time to like really i've been studying i've been studying algorithms i've been diving deeper into code i've been working on little project codes um, just trying to use my time as best as possible right now. <laughs> okay. And here's the thing. I feel like there, there are different stages for a lot of people, right. Going through this and some people stay in stages longer than others. Um, right. Cause everyone has their own like 
coping mechanisms. But I do feel like probably for a lot of people, even if, you know, especially if you lost your job or lost your income, but your life changed so much that there's a bit of a grieving process of, of like what, like of a life that, you know, you thought you had planned out or maybe that, you know, you thought was secure. And now it's like, wait a second, this is not how I thought things would be. You know, you can, people talk about emergency funds and all this, but you don't real, you know, a lot of times you don't really get into a real emergency. Like, like now, now is a real, like, this is a real emergency where emergency funds matter. Um, And so I think for some people listening, they may still be in that kind of state of grieving and just like self-doubt and being scared because it's a lot of it is mental, right? Because even though you, cause you could still have like, you could still have money in the bank and still feel like, because you know, let's say you do have an emergency fund. You might think, well, what if nothing changes for the past for the next year? Because I mean, most people's emergency funds aren't indefinite, like they they won't last forever. So the fear could still be, but is it enough? Like, how long could this last? What if something else happens? Much worse if you don't even have an emergency fund. Right. So I figure like, because you're already very financially like astute. So I'm sure you still had some financial things in place, but you still felt the way you felt. So I'm saying all this to say that a lot of people um, like who are feeling a bit like, oh my gosh, did they make a mistake? Like everything they're looking back, like, is, did, was this a mistake? How, like, should I have done this differently? That um, even people, if you had your finances together and you thought you had to yeah, figure it out yeah. are going through this and feeling a sense of, oh my gosh. So no one's saying that now, right. It's like, that's a total normal feeling. You are not alone. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And I mean, even to the process of like having to file for unemployment and navigating that for the first time, like I would have never in a million years thought that I'd be trying to file for unemployment. And here I found myself, I think a lot of people are doing a lot of things for the first time during this pandemic. And it's kind of like you're nobody knows, nobody knows how to do it. So you're all like learning together. And this was the first time, I mean, there's been plenty of people before me that have filed for unemployment, but this is the first time I think that we've seen it in such volumes that, you know, I wasn't sure if I could get through on the phone line. So I spent literally, and people don't have this, the luxury of doing this. Um, thank, thank God I have like, we have a little money saved. I filed my taxes. We actually got a tax return from that. Those are our lifelines right now. My wife was working and hustling and bringing in income uh, for her business because it's also been affected. She's a personal trainer and now she's had to transition everything to online to try to make that work. And she's doing a phenomenal job. Um, But even like filing for unemployment in New York City, uh, I was on the phone from like whenever the lines opened from 8 a.m. one day till four something. I had called over 200 times, Jamila, over 200 oh my times gosh. Um, in one day to get through just to answer a couple of questions. And then we were done. Uh, three weeks later in the mail, I got a notice saying, hey, we need you to send your uh, pay stub so we can go ahead and try to process this. And it's like, are you, are you kidding? I thought this was, this was handled. We're good to go. So I send off my pay stubs last week and I just posted on my Instagram. Uh, yesterday they came back to me in the mail saying I didn't have enough postage uh, on the actual pay stubs to send them out. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I was down like 30 cents to be able to send them out. So my, my process now I'm going on week seven with no pay. Um, 
and my claim has not been processed yet by the unemployment office or department yeah. of labor. And so many people are going through that. And it's interesting because when they like have these big headlines about how many people have filed and it's always an astronomical number, I'm like, yeah, that's how many people were able to get through and approved. Right. But there are like millions and millions of people who are like you or it has not been approved yet. And once that all gets in the system, like the numbers will be crazy. So um, in terms of, okay, and one, one thing you didn't mention, which I think, again, it's like, it's just like a mental gymnastics kind of thing is that you're doing now still is you're still looking for opportunities, right? So you, this is your situation, but you're still looking for opportunities. You're still um, sharpening your skill sets. This is amazing, right? Like, I mean, cause so people at home right now who maybe have time um, and I know everyone's time, like uh, balance is different depending on your, your at home, right? Like I think especially as a mom myself, you may have, hear my kids in the background. It's just like, it's hard. Like, I wish there was a million things I can do right now, but it's just like, right. I'm just exhausted after homeschooling or teaching them online for the morning where I'm like, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. But if you do have the capacity, now is a good time to sharpen a skill set to learn. There's so many places offering, um, you know, low cost or even free classes or things that you can take advantage of. So it seems like you're, you're you've been doing that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that, and it's been tough too. I, I could completely understand and feel um, so, so much sympathy towards, you know, the, the mom or the dad that has to be with the kid. Like you guys are trading off and trying to figure this out, trying to carve out time. Cause I have a and lot of still work and still work and make, try to keep your job. Um, a lot of my friends that have children are trying to deal with that because they're like, look, I'm trying not to get fired. Um, and you know, they have their kid running on the, the zoom meetings and all that stuff. And it's now it's just a part of life. And I think people have way more understanding. It's not coming across unprofessional. This is just the reality of it. Right. And people got to, yeah. um, but yeah, I've been doing it online and you know, we got a new puppy right when this had happened. Uh, so I'm not saying that's the equivalent of a child, but I mean, it's been very disruptive. I will say that. And we're trying to figure that, that process out. So even with doing stuff online, it has to be a good day for me. I can't say it's been consistent. Um, the first two weeks, I am usually a very ambitious person, but my again, my headspace was all over the map. I think uh, just a lot of things felt very uncertain. And for whatever reason, I've been able to pivot and have this better or, or change my, my the way that I'm framing things now. It's just like, well, this is an opportunity for me to seize X, the thing that I can control, right? I can't control the mail coming back to me. I can't control the process time for unemployment. I can't control any of that. And I can't stress about it because um, it's not its not healthy for me. It, the first couple of weeks, I wasn't sleeping well. It was, a, it was a bunch of stuff. So now I'm just trying to control and frame like what I can do and be happy about that. And even like running, I never used to run. I didn't like to run. And now I go outside and I'm like, okay, I need to think of this as like something that is enjoyable and that I want to do and that I get to do and have the opportunity to do it. Um, I don't know. That's just, that's my ramble. (laughs) No, it's amazing because it's all about framing and what you can control. So there's so many things outside of our control and things that we once thought we had control over that we don't. Right. So the best thing you can do for yourself is to take back or control the things you can. And really a lot of that is your perspective and how you frame things and how how you say things and how you feel and being really gentle with yourself, even the productivity stuff. If you can't be as productive as maybe you see someone else online being or, you know, a friend who has a different situation than you, like, it's okay. Like, you have to give yourself that grace um, because beating yourself up only creates this, like, really vicious cycle um, with stuff. So I think um, 
I think that is going to be key for a lot of people is how can you frame this as an opportunity, right? You know, now we're not like saying if you don't frame it as an opportunity, you're failing, but right. just like if you can switch and pivot what, cause you know, a lot of people in the last downturn, I know it was for a different situation. We never experienced something like this before, but like in 2008 with that recession, like a lot of businesses, a lot of people were able to like come out of there, like, and a lot of millionaires were made in that time period. Right. So you know, I think this is a a part of our lives right now where we can control the narrative that we tell ourselves about what we want to be from this. Whether it's just like, I just want to survive and like the kids be alive at the end of this, like that is fine. And it may be, you know what, I've had all these ideas and things I've been interested in. So maybe I can, you know, do that. So I think um, I just love the mindset part of it. It's really huge right now for people. And it, dep- it again, it depends on the day. Like I'm not... I thought I was going to bust all this stuff out because again, I'm so ambitious and I'm always like, if I'm the person, if I, if I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm failing and that's where I don't give myself the grace. Um, but this period has definitely allowed me to learn more about myself and back up and say, Hey, like if you can't do it today, sis, you can't do it. So, you know, tomorrow let's try, let's aim for it. And if it doesn't happen, that's cool. If you're sitting on the couch and been binging, you know, Netflix. Um, so it's been fine with me. And I've like a big thing, uh, too, for anybody that wants to learn how to code during this time, um, just want to say before I forget, yeah. um, the thing that I've been using online is freecodecamp.org. Um, and you can get certificates through there if you do. They have 300-hour courses. Um, and these are for people like that were looking to switch careers. I've seen parents do blogs on the fact that they were you know, waking up at 4.30 before work. This is all before all this happened. Uh, doing a couple hours. And then um, leaving for work and then coming home doing that, whatever, but they would knock it out over, you know, a year, a year and a half. Um, so that's a great resource. Uh, other outside of like Harvard offering all these free courses, um, MIT offering uh, open, uh, it's like they're open source. And this is just not coding specific, but they have all kinds of good stuff on their website as well. Okay. I'm going to get all those like links again for these show notes, because I think, again, it's a really good time for people. If you've been thinking about something, if, you know, if you're not commuting, if you're, you know, for people who are at home and you have the time, you can like do some of this work coding. So freecodecamp.org will definitely link to that. And for, in your opinion, like coding, right? So your job was impacted by, this downturn, but part of that was because of the industry, like you're in, you're in coding, but because the app you're supporting supports people who are like directly like cannot work. Right. So in your opinion, the future of coding, because there are a lot of people who may be listening, like, Hmm, maybe I do want to like start like this side kind of uh, hustle or thing and learn how to code so I can pivot. Do you think that coding is still a viable career and your other coding friends, how have their careers been impacted by this? Yeah. So that's a great question. I think a hundred percent, like this is not, um, thankfully, uh, my company has hopefully gotten the PPP. And for those of you on the listening, um, it's the payment protection program. So it's like the, uh, the SBA loan that's given out, you know, to small businesses to be able to kind of float their payroll. So hopefully that goes through and we get that money and we can go back to work for at least 60 more days and I can at least get some type of income. Um, but outside of that, I think coding in general is a great industry because look at what we're leaning on so heavily during this time. The thing that we have all gone to, which, you know, it's like social media, you, you we're more connected now than ever, but 
We're very disconnected behind the scenes. It is allowing us to connect still with friends and family um, while all this stuff is going on. And I think like that just shows and speak wait, technology has always been on the up and up, but now more than ever, this pandemic is going to change the way a lot of us do things going forward. Businesses period. This is the contingency plan. Um, All these backup centers that people haven't been able to use because they were like, Oh, you know, if there's a natural disaster, we could just send them here, but now we got to send them home. Like this is, this is the prime example of that uh, business continuity planning. Um, So tech I think is a thousand percent here to stay. There's going to be so much crazy, crazy stuff that comes out of this as far as like innovation. Um, and it's just a wave that I think a lot of people need to hop on if they have any interest in doing it. Yeah, yeah like the ideas, right? Like think about, you know, when businesses start because they're here to provide solution. And so you being home, maybe not having to run around as much as you had to in your life before, if you can stay home you are probably realizing a lot of gaps in technology or in your own life where you're just like, why haven't they thought of this that you can actually think of or, you know, maybe do. So I think it's, I, like you said, I'm glad um, you mentioned that like, and a lot of the companies that were started in the last recession were tech companies, like were ways in which people like could make things easier, like more streamlined. And so to think that like, there's even more ways, like more innovation to come in the world um, is amazing. And one thing I want to like, charge people with, I, I read this somewhere because, you know, some people say, well, I have this idea. So this is not just coding, but this is just any idea you have. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's been done before, but it hasn't been done by you. Right. That's the difference. Like everything has been done. Personal finance. How many ways can we say you need a budget <laughs> more money? You need a budget. Money, right. Like it's not yeah. like fine, but it's like you, the person, like what you, that's what, you know, that's the identifying or differentiating factor. So if you have an idea I think you have to go out and try to like be a Bill Gates and like, you know, start a billion dollar company, but you just never know. Um, so in terms of like, like for people listening, so I actually had um, someone who's in the Money Launch Club. So that's my membership community. Um, Sheridan, she actually had posted that she was fine or she thought she was fine with her job, but they just announced that they are going to start laying people off. Mm. So she's a little concerned now because, you know, she wasn't really maybe thinking about like her getting laid off. But now that they made this announcement, she's more on the support staff. So, you know, kind of like you in terms of kind of a first employees in, like sometimes that's the first employees out. Yeah. And what should she or someone like her be doing right now to maybe help them withstand or prepare if there is a layoff for her? What advice? I think to like start tuning up one, start tuning up that resume, like start freshening it up, make sure at work you're locking down all the projects that you've worked on, everything you can contributed to anything that's going to add value to your resume, start gearing that up, getting it get together, writing, jotting down your notes, making sure you have them at home so you can start freshening up that resume one, uh, two, start applying to jobs. I am like such a conservative, like, um, uh, when it comes to like, how do I put it? When it comes to being pessimistic or optimistic, I'm like right in the middle of the realistic, like if it's even on the horizon or there's whisperings of it, start be, just take the conservative approach and act as if this job's going away. Um, and I hate to put that kind of in the universe, but I, I always look at it like this is not secure. I need to try to secure the next thing as soon as possible. So start applying to jobs immediately. 
if you get offers or you get interviews, fine, entertain them. If you feel like, okay, I was overreacting, like you don't have to, you know, go forward in the job process, but at least start getting your name out there and your resume out there. Three, cut down on that spending immediately, immediately. Um, and a lot of us can't really spend other than online right now um, and on groceries. Uh, so I think like just cutting back on that and being smart about that, um, is key. And then also if she sees that her income is probably go- if this layoff is going to come sooner rather than later, later, uh, I would start calling lenders and just saying like, Hey, this might be coming down the pipeline. Like how far in advance do I have to give you notice? How does this program work? How, what's the processing time? Like get start getting all that information, um, just so she's prepared as possible. Uh, to be able to combat this and then just start looking for other avenues. And to be, to be very honest. Yeah. (laughs) If you think, if you think you are going to get a refund, a tax refund, go ahead and submit those taxes. Just get it. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. If you, if you um, maybe had plans, cause you can, and here's another thing that's happening for a lot of people. Goals are changing or, you know, you thought before all this happened, oh, I'm going to pay down debt aggressively. You're going to mm-hmm. do all these things. And then now, you know, you maybe want to be more conservative on that approach and keep more cash on hand. So if you did get a refund or the stimulus check or something where you would have planned to pay down debt, I know that is very, so important, very much so important for you, but it may make more sense right now. Like you said, call your lenders, you know, t- talk about, um, putting things on hold and then saving that money because you may like need that cash on hand. And then the other thing that you said, which I think there's a misconception that companies are not hiring and there are some companies that are just not doing anything in hiring, but there actually are a lot of companies hiring. So get your LinkedIn profile together, (laughs) get those recommendations from your coworkers, get all those. Yes. So I think I'm all like, these are things where, don't let maybe what your perception is just because, you know, your company is shutting down or, or not maybe hiring doesn't mean other companies aren't. So right. just stay in the know of that. hundred percent. So for you going forward, right? Like how has your, like, I mean, like you said, like I'm similar to you where I work from home anyway. So like my kind of personal expenses hasn't changed that much, but our grocery bill has gone up, but then we go, we don't, we don't, we're, we haven't been going out to eat. Right. Um, and you know what else has gone our liquor expense has gone up but we're not we're not going out to bars so that's like it's it's it it works out to be cheaper what else so like you know oh you know the other thing that happened is so my my middle son he was in preschool so we don't have to pay that expense okay the other thing i'm just throwing ideas for people or things that probably maybe someone can relate to my oldest son was in karate class and it was great but now it switched to online which if he was like in love with karate would work for him to still do it online, but he's only five. And like, I'm like, I'm not going to fight with you to do like online karate class. Right, right. So we were able to cut that expense. Right. And that was like almost $80 expense a month. So there has been ways that we've been also in our household, like we've been able to like, okay, trim back and kind of like, let's try to see how we can keep our expenses down for you guys. How have, um, you've been like pivoting with the changes of your income and then any other tips for people listening with that? Yeah, it's been nice actually. Uh, so our commuting costs have gone to zero, um, which where I was commuting, well, we both were commuting into the city and this doesn't apply to obviously a lot of people, but you know, the Metro or the tri-state area in New York, uh, New Jersey and Connecticut, it's really expensive to commute. I was spending $700 a month to get into the city just for all of my transportation um, so that's gone down. Um, 
uh, gym memberships out the window. That's oh, closed. Yeah, for me too. That's it. <laughs> that's been saved. Like you said, the liquor and <laughs> and food expensive has, has have gone up. Um, but I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, there's actually, man, I can't. Um, why am I drawing a blank here now? Because. But, you know, I think, I think just that, and you could think about maybe what you're going to say. I think for a lot of people too, it's just like, just if you are, even if your income has not changed that much, but you just need to prepare for the unpreparable at this point, because you just never know, um, to look at your expenses. I know part of me felt like, um, there's this thing, right? Like you want to support, like one, I want to support my local businesses and restaurants that I went to before. Right. So it's not like I'm, you know, want to recoil and, you know, never spend with them again, because then when everything's back to normal, quote unquote, I want to be, I want them to be open. Same thing with the karate place that, you know, like they're a small business. Like I want them to stay open and even the gym, you know, like it's a chain, but you want them to be there when you get back. So you kind of want to, so part of me felt guilty about canceling some of that stuff. Mm. Because I was like, well, like, or not going out to, like, not doing as much takeout. But I'm just like, we actually, our income has been impacted. You know, and me as an entrepreneur, I'm a little bit by this so far. I'm hoping it will, you know, not obviously stay this way forever. But I do think there's something to be said for, yes, you want to support your local businesses and things. But you also need to make sure you're looking out or taking care of home and self first. Uh, I just thought that was interesting because part of like, it did take me a little while with the karate thing. Cause I was like, but what about them? But I was like, wait, yeah. we actually need this money right, right. now ourselves. No, it's tough. That's like, that's a challenge too. I feel like I, with any of my subscription stuff. So that's what I was going to say. Like I cut like four or five like subscriptions for my business and all this stuff. And I only, I mean, it not only, it gave me like, it freed up $50 a month. Um, and the last, two subscriptions is Netflix that I have, which that's still, that's still riding out. We're still going with, we're rocking with Netflix. And then I do like a child sponsor, which that has resounding impacts in my head. If I like, I'm affecting somebody on the other end or the other side of the world, if I cancel this. So I'm more, I'm closer to that, I think. Um, but even like if, if it's a subscription and I mean, I hate to say it, they're bigger businesses, local businesses. I hundred percent agree with you. Um, but like my subscription stuff, I canceled, like I went through the inventory things that I could put on hold or don't need right now. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be different for everyone. I do want to say that. So like the Netflix thing for us, you know, even just like little things where maybe some, for someone else, like that wouldn't have been a big deal. Right. Like if my son was in love with karate and even if we had a, you know, our situation was drastically changed the way it is, then we'd probably find a way to make it work just because like, you know, so like that happiness factor, that peace of right. mind, like, you know, for you supporting, you know, the child overseas. So there are going to be some things in your budget that you really want to look at as like a, from a value perspective of how much joy, how much value does this bring me? Because part of this too, is just like our whole lives have been disrupted. And so there's a lot, a lot of mental and emotional um, things happening for people right now. And yeah. so to keep that together for yourself, like, I think is really important. And so if it does take like, listen, you know, spending money still on the little things that you can spend money on because it makes you feel good. It keeps you educated, keeps you connected. Then do that. Um, just because you hear like me say it or someone else say we did this or we canceled this doesn't mean you need to if it helps with your peace of mind or your learning or whatever part of the process of your journey you're in. Right. And then too, like if it's too hard to make the cut, just gradually like list out all of your things. And put like the least, like the thing that can go the first and then down to the bottom of like, this is, this is sacred um, and start checking them off like that, you know, slowly but surely like Netflix is next on the list. If I have to like cancel that, I'm going to cancel Netflix. 
um, the child sponsor like is down at the bottom. Like that can't go anywhere unless like I absolutely need that money every month to be putting to X, Y, and Z. And my income has been in- impacted, you know? So I think like even looking at it like that and you don't have to rip off the bandaid if that's something like you feel okay with your income now and you do know that you need to cut some stuff. I would even prioritize like the list saying like the stuff that can just go instantly. Like I had a Canva account that could have gone like that was fine. I have Photoshop. I have two things. (laughs) Why, why do I need both? Um, So I cut a lot of different things that were kind of redundant, I would say. Yeah, um, no, this is, and I think, again, so great for people just when they're thinking about, because you often hear, I'll cut your expenses, but I think it's helpful for people to see, like, okay, what expenses? Like, let's talk through it a little bit. you don't bit. have to do it all at one time. Right. I like the whole band, like, you don't have to rip, some people operate better with ripping the band-aid, like, just cancel everything kind of thing, but some people are just like, all right, I'm not, I can't do that. That's too much of a shock to my lifestyle and mental health or whatever. So, all right, Carmen, I am so thankful that you came back on and gave us an update about what's been going on with you. Um, I really hope that like, you know, things come through for your current job or whatever your situation is. I think, you know, the last time we spoke, you talked about, you know, you had like these like things that happened in your life. And I felt, and I said to you, like, I feel like it all led you like to be in the position of where you are today. So it all like worked out. And I still believe that. Like, I feel like because you were probably going to create like the next, I don't know, some business. I feel like you're going to like create some tech business while you're doing this because you, you have so many ideas and you're so smart and motivated. But um, even if you don't, I'm just saying that I think that you are in the position right now to do great things and to, or just to just let things unfold for you. So I'm wishing you the best on your Thank journey. Thank you so much, Jamila. Yeah. And your advice from the, from the podcast that we did, it was, it was really, it really sat with me. Like I got off the call and I was talking to my wife and I was like, you know, like this, she made a really good point. Like if it wasn't for finance, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So no, I definitely appreciate it. And uh, to be honest, like for whatever reason, I'm at such peace. And I think I, it, I would be in a different spot um, had I had been in the finance industry now in doing all this work from home. I don't know. It's hard to explain. So I am much better today. I'm taking it day by day. I'm good. My mental health is good today. Um, and I don't, I don't regret making the jump at all. So awesome. Okay. So tell people where they can find you, follow you on your journey, what's going on and keep up to date with you. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you can follow me on all things, uh, at make real sense, like change. So C E N T S. So at make real sense, uh, com. That's my blog. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, my approach is like, I really like to try to make light of money because sometimes it can be a little boring. Uh, so I'll have some humor on my page, but also offer some great resources for you guys to, uh, look at that can benefit you as well. Um, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, but again, all of that is at make real sense. Um, so you can either type that in for any of the social media or visit my blog. And I will make sure I link all that in the episode show notes. Thank you so much again, Carmen, for coming on, updating us. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much, Jamila. Bye. Okay, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Carmen. I know that everyone has a different way to cope. Everyone's in their different seasons of life. And understanding that, just knowing that you, you are the complete and only person who can control your own perspective. 
And when you can control that and encourage the positivity to come out more in the way you look at the world and the way you look at things, you will see more opportunities where there are obstacles. Plus, I hope you got some tactical and just strategically good things you can apply to your current finances from this conversation. This was episode 153. So if you want anything that we mentioned, some links, any of the um, show notes that you want to go to, just click on details. So wherever you're listening to this, it should have a detailed section or a show notes section. You can see it there or go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 153. Don't forget to also download the jumpstart guide by texting launch to 33777. You also heard me mention the launch club, the money launch club in the conversation with Carmen. That's my online membership. It's still going strong. So if you are loving the podcast, you will love the online community, the Money Launch Club. It's where we can go deeper into topics. You can get more support, more resources to help you. And we are currently open. We are supporting our members. And I think this is the best time if you are looking for that support to get that. So come on over and check us out at moneylaunchclub.com. All right, that's it. Until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers.